Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Kammer, bringing you the weekly ramblings about MLW and its Fusion program. Today we review MLW Fusion 98, Tom Lawler vs. Ross Von Erich. Appropriately enough, we start off the show with a recap of the Von Erich-Tom Lawler feud, uh, starting when... Tom Lawler done turned on the good old Von Erich boys, costing Ross a shot at the MLW title held by Jacob Fatu. Uh, we get little video clips of the various brawls they've had backstage since then, and tonight we'll hopefully, in theory, get a blow-off match because it's a grudge match between Ross and Tom. We get the opening credits next, followed up by Rich Bocini running down the card with AJ Kirsch, they promise today will be a big show, full of quasi-debuts and hot action, so let's just kind of get it along the way by, well, of course, not having a match. Instead, we get a review of the Grogun-Manser interaction from the Dynastic episode of MLW Fusion last week. Um, this leads to our first matchup, Logan Creed, the former Grogun, taking on Moonshine Mantel. Uh, before the match officially response, response or starts, whichever way you want to look at it, we get the former Grogan cutting a promo explaining who he is and how much he dislikes the dynasty. Uh, Moonshine Mantel is a guy I have no clue who he is, but he's kind of a big dude, so this should be a nice little fight. I mean... He's a big dude, but Grogan, I mean, Logan Creed, is like seven feet tall, pert near. So even being a big dude like my size is going to be tiny next to Creed. Anyway, a solid back and forth quasi-hoss fight. Um, most notably seeing the former Grogan hitting a choke breaker and then a... Uh, over-the-top rope died for the floor, so showing off some athleticism and strength there. Um, eventually, Logan Creed does get the win via big old powerbomb, an appropriately fitting move for a man that size. Um, then does some light showboating and whatnot. Uh, I mean, solid match. Uh, I mean, it wasn't quite a squash as uh, the Moonshine Mantel had got some offense in and kind of looked surprisingly strong despite me having no clue who he was but you know it happens especially for quasi debuts in mlw they like to have their competitive matches against quasi no names so that's what that was speaking of the former grogan we get a lifestyles of the rich and dynastic which they pretty much rag on him um basically calling him stupid hammerstone acknowledges that the man well Instead of getting the good giant, he went with one of the discount giants, you know, ones that were cost probably about a buck ninety-eight, or, you know, about the cost of one natty ice, as they like to point out. Next, we get a hype video for Eric Stevens, and he's going to show up next. But not really next, because first we have to have a commercial for the Intimidation Games that happen April 18th in Chicago, Illinois. Following that up, too, we also have the first edition of the PWI MLW Top 10 Contenders list. Um, pretty much almost all the big names are on this list, 
as you would expect. You got your low keys, your Davey Boy Smith Jr., who happens to be number one, Brian Pillman Jr. But for some odd reason, rounding out this list is Dominique Guarini, who has a single win in the company. Under that logic, Logan Creed should be tied for number 10 as well. But what do I know? I don't work for PWI, and Lord knows that Major League Wrestling isn't actually paying me. So, I'm just going to sit here and continue to play armchair quarterback. Anyway, as I'm sitting here playing armchair quarterback, here's Eric Stevens backstage. He vows to make an impact here in MLW, and to do that, you got to shoot at the top. And by top, I don't mean the champion, I mean D- Davey Boy Smith Jr., Anyway, this transitions to Eric Stevens' like, official debut on MLW Fusion, taking on Douglas James, the perennial underdog of MLW. Uh, James is working heel and has a smashed hand, uh, so we'll see how that works out for him. Spoiler alert, it doesn't end particularly well, as does most of his matches. Um... Again, another back-and-forth match, uh, at least this time... Um, Douglas James is kind of established as some guy to don't sleep on. Um, doesn't win, but looks like he can pull out an upset anywhere. Uh, but Stevens wins via, uh, via a Northern Lights driver. Um, so that's a neat little thing. Uh, variation of the snowplow, though. I don't know. My opinion of it, it looked more like a fisherman buster. But again, not my monkey, not my circus. Next, we get a promo video for Mance Warner. Uh, he gets kind of uh, greeted by the Dynasty, or at least Hammerstone and Richard Holiday. Um, they're just like, hey man, what's up? Good to see ya. You're looking well with your dirty overalls. Anyway, left something for you out back. Bye. And of course, Mancer goes out back and finds the old moon man unconscious on the ground. Um, Mancer seems totally clueless as to what happened, even though it's implied that the dynasty did it. Noting that, you know, the old moon man doesn't have a drink in his hand, they need to get him to a doctor or a hospital or a veterinarian or something or other. So, you know, I, I assume that would be the most appropriate. Following this kerfluffle, we have a video for Contra in which the Contra unit talk all sorts of smack about pretty much anyone that's not in America, uh, referencing specifically the AAA Luchadors and the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment's uh, Stronghearts faction, uh, which I believe the top, the actual top contender compared to what the uh, PWI MLW rankings say. Uh, I believe Ichima is, fa- is facing uh, Jacob Fatu next, so there's that. Uh, just kind of tearing down all the partnerships that MLW's worked so hard to, you know, forge the past year, um, and just willing to do what Contra does best and burn it all to the ground. Up next, we get a brief interlude featuring Tom Lawler ragging on the Von Ericks and, by extent, uh, David Boy Smith Jr., because uh, he is now acknowledging the relationship between Davy Boy Smith and the Von Erich brothers. Um, kind of quick. Basically, the cameras just kind of accosted Tom as he was coming to the building. Following this, we get a video recapping Injustice costing Brian Pillman Jr. the MLW Championship in his match against Jacob Fatu. Uh, we get uh, this 
proceeds to go into a promo video for Injustice and basically does a combination of being I told you so, haha Brian Pillman, you're only getting your chances because of your name, and wah wah wah, you slept on Injustice, now Injustice is taking what they want. Which, actually, comparatively speaking, this is a pretty good promo from Injustice. Um, usually I'm not a big fan of their, well, most of their work, just in general. Uh, but for them, it's a pretty solid promo, so we'll go along with it. Um, faint praise at best, but, you know, that's more praise than I normally give them at all. Next, another little interview packet, this time with Jimmy Havoc. He kind of puts over his feud with Manser. Uh, acknowledging that Mansur won the feud, which it's a good thing he did when he did, because shortly so well, someone was going to die, and it probably wasn't going to be Havoc, but he doesn't care if he would have, so there you go. Uh, Havoc now acknowledges that he's looking for a new target to bring his brand of ultraviolence upon, so look out MLW, we're not entirely sure who is next. Next, we get some more in-ring action with King Mo taking on Dr. Dax. Uh, I have no clue who this Dr. Dax is either, uh, but he looks like he's kind of a shorter Abyss ripoff. At least he's got a mask and a jumpsuit on, so he is now Abyss. Maybe not Abyss. He doesn't really have a mask that's similar to Abyss. Uh, Montez Cueto, that's it. We'll go we'll go with the uh, go with the Lucha Ground Underground reference with Montanza. Uh, yeah, there we go. But he's certainly no Montanza because the match lasts maybe two minutes with King Mo choking him out with the rear naked choke. Um, so compared to other squash matches, this one is actually kind of a squash. With though, I will say Dax got some offense in pretty quick. And then Moe's just like, F this, I'm on your back and squeezing the air out of you now. I win. Uh, so this is much more impressive than uh, Moe's previous match where it was just kind of a back and forth 50-50 affair. Um, and finally got to show some sort of, you know, dominance befitting a new guy who gets promos. Um, but they are hinting that he is going to be taking on Loki at some point in the future, or at least he kind of ragged on Loki in the process of making uh, his return to MLW. Up next, which will probably be our last video of the episode, uh, we get to see that L.A. Park is returning. And that should be next week, if I remember correctly, because I didn't write down the date of this in my notes, when him and El, he, El Eo del L.A. Park take on the Contra unit in a Lumberjack tag team match, which they stress is the first of its kind, at least in MLW. Um, always good to see L.A. Park wrestling, so I'm mildly excited to see that. And then, you know, there are the boys there, Contra's there, Lumberjacks are there. Maybe we'll get to see Flapjack Norton. I'm not holding my breath on that one, but, you know, a man can dream, can't he? And this leads us to our main event, Tom Lawler versus Ross Von Erich in a grudge match. Um, solid match between the two, going back and forth. Uh, we do get to see some minimal interference from the uh, mustachioed filthy guy. Um, I guess he's not really a filthy guy so much as a member of Team Filthy. 
Um, but, you know, he can be a filthy guy, too. I, I don't know his bathing habits. He looks relatively clean, though. But, you know, he gets a sock in the mouth for his efforts, no matter what happens. Um, but again, solid back and forth match between the two. Uh, Tom taking every cheap shot he can in the process of the match. Uh, Ross making a fiery babyface comeback. And just when it looks like he's going to get the match won with the Von Eric Claw, we get Dominic Guarini, number 10 in the PWI MLW Top 10 Contender list, interfering with a double leg takedown, forcing the ref to call ADQ, uh, giving Von Erich the win, but no satisfaction of sufficiently beating Tom down. Anyway, luckily his brother Marshall shows up to even the odds, and just as those two were about to put the claw or some sort of maneuver on Tom Lawler, guess who shows up? It is Eric Stevens. Um, Eric Stevens is now a member of Team Filthy, or at least associated with Team Filthy, or he's just screwing with Davy Smith, uh, Dave, yeah, Davy Smith Jr., Davy Boy Smith Jr., Bulldog Hart, D.H. Smith, whatever you want to call him. Anyway, it's either an alliance with Team Filthy, or he's just screwing around with the Bulldog. We're not sure, but tune in next week, and maybe we'll have our answers. Or maybe we won't, and we'll just be more brawling around like madmen, which I'm okay with that response too. So wins all around as long as it's one of those two things, right? Anyway, that is this week's review a touch shorter than usual, but then again, we don't normally have this many squashes during a show. Um, so this is the first show in quite a while that had like full on squashes and they did it for uh, really most of the matches that weren't the main event were squash-ish anyway, at least had guys that who hadn't appeared before or weren't known for their winning ways. Um, and then we have a fairly solid main event. Um, so that is what it is. Um, kind of putting over the new guys, which is always a good thing. Uh, Logan Creed is a huge mofo and now has makeup. King Mo actually gets to be dominant for once. Eric Stevens is tinier than I remember him being, but that was also 10 years ago. And we'll get to see the continuation of the Von Eric Team Filthy feud. So, I mean, all things that aren't necessarily bad, but we'll go with it. Because the show's still on and I'm probably still doing a podcast. Unless I get a cease and desist. That might stop me. Or death. Death could, death could stop me too if I get killed. You know, all the important things in life. Lawyers and death. Anyway, instead of rambling on, I will go ahead and take this opportunity to wind the show down, give you my plugs that are usually come after this, and just let you know that I'll catch you all later. I know I said bye, um, but I happen to lie. I totally forgot my non-paid plugs in here. Uh, so, any of you listening want to check out my inane ramblings that don't have anything to do with, with this little mini-cast, feel free to check out my social media, specifically the Twitter. That's where all the action is happening. I am at the Nova of Casts. Feel free to check that out. I'm not super active on there, but whatever. I have random thoughts that you may or may not be interested in at least hearing temporarily. Also, I'd like to give a shout-out to my Patreon backers. Um, without this, like, you know... It helps out a wee bit. So I want to give a shout out to Maverick45, Danielle Clark, and Alan Schroeder. Thank you guys so much for your contributions. If you would like to check things out, you can check that out at patreon.com slash Casanova, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. Um, 
all my Patreon backers get uh, backlogged episodes of MLW Confusion, my previous minicasts, and then other random goodies that I happen to throw out there at my whim and leisure. Um, for as little as one dollar, you get to check out all the previous content. Um, of course, the more you kind of throw my way, the better the goodies that you can get. So check that out. As I suppose, uh, I don't even know what I just really said there. Um, but as another positive, if you dig this, um, you get the podcast like two days early without all the extra annoying plugs. So there's that. So thanks. I'm done now. <laughs>